0: Jewish Audio on Chabad.org. Okay, we are live. Welcome. This is In Conversations with Hannah. I am Hannah Weisberg. I'm editor of the Jewishwoman.org. And I am joined today by two very special people, Mrs. Bacheva Oberlander and Miriam Alexandrov. I hope I pronounced that correctly. Yeah. Um, Batshev, Mrs. Bacheva Oberlander is in Hungary, Together with Miriam Alexandrov, who has um, left the Ukraine, she was in Dnipro, and she escaped from the from Ukraine from Dnipro, and she is a refugee in Hungary. Mrs. Oberlander, Batshava Oberlander, is here to tell us about the refugee work in Hungary, and Miriam is going to be telling us about her escape and how she is managing. So let, let's start with you, Batsheva. Tell us first a little about yourself. You are in Hungary. How did you get to Hungary? And what's the community like there? Okay, we are uh, Shlokhin, um, for about
1: 32 years. The Lubavitcher Rebbe sent us 32 years ago to Hungary, to Budapest, to start the Jewish community here. And naturally, when we came, it was almost uh, non existent. Now we have a very, very nice, uh, vibrant community. And uh, a few weeks ago, we started um, naturally, just like the rest of the world, we started hearing all different uh, news. And uh, in the beginning, we really did not um, think this is going to be a place where people would come. We are pretty far away um, from where the real war is happening.
0: You're in Budapest, so, right?
1: Yes, we are in Budapest. But Hungary itself is um, like these countries that are much closer Uh, like Romania and Poland and uh, all the other countries, Moldova, that people aren't going to. Uh, But surely enough, uh, we started getting phone calls. That's how it really started. Just somebody knows somebody that knows somebody. And uh, or some people went to the border to see if there's anything to be done. And actually, we started seeing a lot of uh, people coming through. Most of the people in the beginning were just coming through to get on a plane to go to Israel. Uh, So it was just or going through to go to Vienna or to Germany. And uh, so the beginning was really just, you know, let's say giving sandwiches on a a bus of orphans that haven't eaten in 24 hours or um, that kind of thing. And then started the the families who were coming because they wanted to go to Israel, but they needed first to have all the papers uh, settled out, just like Miriam is now here doing. Uh, Now, because of the amount of people that are here, it's taking a few weeks for every person to go through um, the system. So we had uh, people who didn't have where to sleep, where to eat. So right away...
0: You mean to go go through the system to get to Israel, you're saying? Yes,
1: yes, to to make Aliyah, pretty much. You have to... There's all different uh, paperwork that has to be done. They have to see that you're Jewish, they have to see that you weren't Israeli. I'm not exactly, I don't know exactly sure, the sure. procedures, but it's taken long. And uh, unfortunately, um, they didn't really make it in a way that it's going fast. It's, it's going pretty slowly. Um, so there's a lot of families who are here really just for one or two weeks, but they need that just, you know, they come out and pretty much some of them, they come straight out of uh, Ukraine. Some of them were coming out without pretty much anything. Uh, just like one suitcase or two suitcases, or maybe no suitcases. So, in the beginning, it was just like just getting a roof over their heads. So, in the beginning, uh, we had a lot of uh, community members um, saying, uh, you know, we have apartments we could donate, uh, we can let people sleep there. And that's how it started. But slowly but surely, we got already uh, people to sponsor hotels where people could sleep. And uh, also, we got, uh, we have somebody who sponsors their meals also in restaurants in the kosher restaurants. So they have where to eat. And then there's the little things, you know, um, you know, I need uh, maybe a doctor. I need, uh, right now I don't have a snowsuit for my child or whatever it is, the little things that really make a difference for a person when they come to a, into a place where they don't have anything. Um, so those are the things we really try to, to help them with. And, um, Let's say Purim. We all of a sudden, like the day before Purim, we realized, wait a minute, there's there's a lot of people here. We have to do something about it. So, like a day before, we got up, uh, you know, we decided to make a an event for them. And Baruch and I have a daughter who we didn't know why, but we had sent Russia to learn over there in the Jewish school, and uh, so she knew Russian. So um, she helped us <laughs> run the program. And, um, and then I have a nephew also here who knows some Russians. So just to make them feel at home. And they were really, we advertised one day before the thing, like about a hundred people came. Wow. And um, it was really nice. It was, you know, just also gave me a place to meet, to get together and to, mm-hmm. you know, and I must say they, we were, we were so impressed with all of them. They come out really so upbeat and so uh, just happy and happy to be safe. And uh, there's a lot to learn from them because <laughs>
0: I don't know. For sure, that's for sure. Unbelievable. So <laughs> so on a daily basis, you have people coming in. Like how many people are there on a regular basis?
1: So uh, we just heard yesterday that uh, there is about a thousand refugees um, in a certain two, two or three hotels. This is besides the hotels that we know. This is additional hotels, and about thirty percent of them are Jewish. Wow! Uh, so this we just got. This, this is information. Every day things are changing. Every day the information is coming. Is also different because it's like you know the sochnut. So we're trying to. So the sochnut now asked us to help, and in um, we're bringing down a, a Russian couple who will be able to speak with them and, and work with them and, and do programs for them. We were thinking also to open a class in school for the children who are Russians, even if it's just for one or two weeks, the children are just running around, not really being busy. So let's, sure. let's get them something. And then we have the people who are staying here because they really don't have where else to go. Um, so that's going to be another kind of uh, support for them. And, uh, you know, we're, and we have some children ready in our kindergarten who are just coming until, you know, they have no idea. They say, we're going to be, deciding on a weekly basis are we staying here aren't we staying here uh this is you know they know as much as we know so this is there are some people who are not traveling further they're just like waiting and seeing what is what is happening
0: what's happening i'm sure it's such a big change i'm sure they you know from one day to the next first they were at home in the ukraine and all of a sudden they're refugees till they figure out what they want to do so most people you would say say like a couple of weeks and, and a lot of them make aliyah to israel that's yes okay. yes. a lot of
1: people come through here to make alia right um I guess you know every person I'm, I'm I'm sure there's a there's a network of you know people saying what what is the fastest way which is the fastest country and I know that Poland is overwhelmed already that's what at least I, I hear I read so it's um you know I guess they're trying to find places where it's not so full and uh Baruch Hashem, you know we we hope um I know there was somebody who was uh, an elderly couple that came, and uh, I got a I got a phone call. Can you please try to help get some connections. And Bercham in mean, one day, I don't know if it was my connections, but in mean, one day they were able to process them um, because they were elderly and they were just scared of being by themselves here. So you know, it's just the little things, a little the little support. Or we ha- I had some uh, mother call me from Israel whose family's here and she's like, could you please just go and send them Shal This was Purim at 8 p.m. Like, <laughs> <Wow. laughs> okay. So right. I I just gathered something and I sent it to them and they were happy and the mother was happy. It just makes them feel a little bit like somebody, you know, someone's cares
0: for them. Sure. There's strangers in this land that they don't know. Just someone's giving them a warm welcome. So exactly. is there like a central place where they call in when they move when they come there? Okay. And there's a few.
1: There's a few right now because it's really not organized yet as much. So there's quite a few shluchim here, Baruch Hashem, that are helping. Um, so whoever they get in touch with, everybody's trying. You know, everybody tries to help in their way. And, you and just, then we and you,
0: and you try you to know. set them up with a place to stay and you and and Exactly. Food to eat. I guess it's a huge operation. Food exactly. and places yeah. where to stay, even for just right. two weeks.
1: Wow. Right, Baruch Hashem, we had one hotel. Um that the owner is Jewish, so he's like he's like he just opened up the hotel for the refugees, which is really very, very nice. Wow. Um, so th- this is what it is, just one one person who decides uh somebody decided he's gonna cover the kosher meals, whoever needs kosher meals. So he put down his credit card, he says, Okay, this is covered. So this is this is how. right now it's really in the beginning stages. We don't know if this is gonna we don't know if in a week it's not gonna be here anymore. We have no idea, but because of because of the trend now, because we see that it's not really ending in one or two days. So we're gonna be setting up something more um, more uh, steady, more stable and also maybe bring down besides a couple some some boys who will work with the people also and just be in touch and just even just to help for everyday, day to day things. I just you know, I just get the phone calls because somebody knows somebody, so they, they call me or things like that.
0: Wow, wow. So it's really just like day-to-day. How, how far away is it from the Ukraine to come to to, to Budapest?
1: So uh, we have Uzhgorod, which is a city, uh, right? Like Budapest till the border is about uh, three hours. That's, yeah. how, that's how long it took, right? About three hours. And right over the border, and that's the border with Ukraine, from Budapest. But like Hungary touches Ukraine. So right... Um, Right uh, over, the, over the border is, um, is one city, which is called uh, Ujgorod. And over there, there's also like a Jewish, uh, there was, there's a Shliach, Vilalem, And there's a lot of people that are going to him because it's a very quiet place right now mm-hmm. in the war. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and we're also helping, we're trying to help him because all of a sudden he needs a lot of more food and a lot of more supplies. So my husband and other were also in touch with him, and we got a lot of food over to him. And we, now we're getting an, uh, three um, three times a week. We are um, we're sending their trucks of food of from food? Hungary, uh, so he could uh, even just fresh bread, things like that. Like this, he because his operation was much smaller before the war, and all of a sudden now he has wow. a lot of much bigger operation. Sure. So he, so he came back, his wife is not there, so he's there and he, uh, they were there also. And um, they were helping out yeah. and uh, and now they came over and, and just people are, are just keep on coming because as the war moves, people are moving more and more. And unfortunately there's a lot of people who cannot leave the country because they are Ukrainians. So they're stuck in Ukraine. So a lot of them are moving to places which are quieter. And that's, yes, that's one of the areas. One of
0: the areas. Wow. So, Miriam, tell us a little about your, what happened with you, your escape. When did you come? When did you come to Budapest? What was it like? Tell us a little about your story.
2: You're going to translate? I will translate, yes. Exactly. Okay, but so we have a translate
0: like piece by piece so that everyone yeah. could see. So she,
2: she was born in the Lepre and there's a big community with Rav Kaminetsky. The Shamani Avadati, park Akshaf Gam, So she works in the school, and she's still working in the school, even now by
1: Corona. They were working in the school, and now again they're, they're continuing on Zoom, and they're giving to the children. They're continuing teaching the children
0: on Zoom. So this the, is this. Sorry, just to clarify, this was in Dnepro? This was the school was in yes, Dnipro, the and there was Dnepro. Dnepro.
1: yes. When are they, had,
0: they are the children together now? Like I mean, their children must be
2: in places. I all Right now the children are spread all over the world. There is in Germany, there is in
1: Israel, there is in uh, Ushkarot, um, and maybe the cities around it, this is like the quieter uh, area. And, uh, and they're all over and she just teaches them by Zoom. So I mean, are most of the children
0: attending on Zoom are from wherever they are? I mean, I guess this is their only form of stability in their lives right now. So are most from wherever they are joining? Right, uh, have been made in the Zoom? Come on, come, been, up, come on. Uh,
2: the local cafe or something like that but all the kids who can get to it there is some internet and there is a school that they can
1: so all the children who have any possibility to have internet and i guess computers and and the connections they are there it's not it's not as much as, as it was but yes whoever can
0: joins so, Miriam, tell us a little about when you got to Budapest. I understand you just got there pretty recently, and what was that like?
2: I yeah, They arrived Sunday
0: night. Wow! And what was it like in the Ukraine before? And I guess you were in Dnipro till then. אבל ביבר
2: פראקשאף נו ו והיא אבל היא אזכות אז שאנחנו וילדים שלי הם שומעים את כל הזעקות, וזה היה כל כך לא טוב, והם מרגישים לא טוב, הם מפחדים כל הזמן, והבת שלי אמרה שאוי, אז כאן אנחנו צריכים לרוץ, ומה יהיה, ויהיה את הבית שלנו, בטח בת זה לא כמו בחרקף, או במריופל, שם יותר טוב, וכל הבניינים עובדים, והכל בסדר, וכל כך שקט מכל האוקראינה, יש מקומות Okay, kind of a little okay, so she bit. says
1: that uh, in the there were sirens, and her children got very scared from the sirens, and they were saying, You know, the sirens, we have to run away, we have to go away. She says it's not as bad as other places like Kharkov and old Mariupol, which where there's real, you know, really bombs uh, falling, uh, but it's very, it's not a secure feeling over there, and
2: uh, that's what they decided to leave. And I'm afraid that it can be like that there won't be water, and there won't be water, and it can be like that you can't leave. And we're talking with my father, that we need to leave,
1: so they decided that instead of waiting until um, there won't be any water or any food, or there won't be the possibility they to leave. Mean, now in Mariupol, in Kharkov, that's, that's the situation. And instead of waiting until you, they couldn't leave, let's say, from Kharkov in all different places, they already couldn't leave at a certain point. They decided that with her husband that we should leave. they should leave before when there's a
2: possibility to leave instead of waiting. the company has started evacuation, and they say that there are a or everyone to want to the and So there's some families, um, they started evacuation,
1: and uh, whoever wants to leave, uh, so there's a possibility to leave by train, by bus, by car, whoever wants to stay, there's also a possibility for them to stay. Rav Kamenetsky is still there, and he helps everyone in their, whichever way they want
0: to. So Rav Kamenetsky, the the Lubavitcher Shlichlich in Dnepro, is still there, and he's helping people who want to leave, either to leave or to stay. How many people... Sorry. Sure, sure. Did most of the people leave? Are most of the children and the women have they left? Okay. She she
1: thinks most of the community left.
0: I guess a lot of the men had to stay though, and a lot of the and some of the elders couldn't
2: can't. is the men who can't leave and uh Yes. Yes.
1: But I guess most of
2: the people who could leave are leaving. There's also families
1: that the wife and children left, and the husband is still there.
0: He's still there. So Rabbi Kamenetsky is staying to help those people, I guess. Wow. Okay. And what was it like to leave? Like, what was the journey out? How long did that take? Was it scary?
2: אנחנו יוצאים ברכבת וזה ממש היה כמו אבקויישן כמו כמו שבעים שנים לפני כמו במלחמה כי אנחנו כל עשרים וארבע שעות אנחנו כבר יושבים ו... והיה את האנשים על האצבע על הדלתות של רכבת עם ילדים עם Imakol. The And we can't take so many things. The can take only one room. And me and two kids and my family we can take one small room and that's it. And, and things, wow. mm-hmm. everything, everything, everything. Chef, translate please. And so, they, um, so they
0: went on a, on a train. She said it was like
1: seventy You know, like going back in time, 70 years, the trains were packed. People were sitting on your hands, on your feet, on the doors they were hanging. And uh, it's her and her husband and the the children. And they were able to only to bring one suitcase. Like her whole life right now is in one suitcase. Everything else is in the necker. And um, this is how they came.
0: How, how do you feel? How do you feel right now? Like with Ani <laughs> And she's crying.
2: crying. Wow. But She's smiling the whole day, she's smiling. So wow. <laughs> she has no strength
1: to cry, but every time she thinks about her house, she feels
0: like she has to cry. Wow. How long were you in Dinepr? She,
2: she lived her whole life.
0: Yeah. Wow. And what? How many children do you have, if I may ask?
1: <laughs> Two children she has, and she came out with her mother, who and her sister. What about sister?
2: And I'm our March. It was three weeks because my sister. هي נפלה ve ve uşgörd ve he tichal asadet ha chisum netuach netuach he he tichal asadet netuach ve shem ve uşgörd anach nosim netuach ve gie akshav mot la ot Pam ki ayay vavash kashan they left march second then they came to uşgörd and then
1: her mother fell and needed an operation so now she, they had just had the operation, and that's how they were able to continue the trip, and now her mother has to restart uh, to learn how to walk. To learn how to walk. So where
0: was the operation again? In in, Ushkarod,
2: in uh, right over the border. Over the border, wow. And the family of our family is <laughs> giving us all the food in the city. It's a very first thing. The family of Ushkarod is giving us all the time like this, את האוכל את המקום שאנחנו יכולים להיות שם והם ממש עוזרים בכל מיני דברים מה שצריך לילדים וכל ו- האוכל גם זה היה מאיבוד הפה שאנחנו רואים כל ה- כל החבלות מה שאתם שולחים בשבילנו וזה זה ממש כמו נס ואנחנו כל הזמן תודה על השם, ותודה רבה לרבי שלנו שבכל מיני uh, so she, she's saying that uh, Baruch Hashem when they were in uh, Ushkarot which is
1: Rabbi Wudala so they, over there also they were fed they were taken care of and they also the community in the Nyepra gave them money for the operation for her mother and they helped them you know in, in Ushkarot so much and she said Baruch Hashem wherever wherever you go there's always a shliath that's going to help you and it's gonna take care of you, and so also the packages that were coming from Budapest. So like everybody,
2: everybody's helping everybody pretty much. Wow. There's a much so she said it's really a
1: miracle and what she prays for is uh, is for peace and that she, they should be able to go back to their regular life and to her house and
2: so just that's what she dreams every night. Right. It's mean like a war. It's not like It's not war. like a war. It's not It's a war. It's not like a war. It's not like
1: she says when they went out, it's it's very hard because you don't know where you're going, you don't know who, what you're gonna do. And Baruch Hashem, every step of the way, she she had somebody helping her. But for people, it's really hard because it's really like a war, which they have to just pack up and go. And um,
0: <clears throat> so, did go. you know? Did you know when you were leaving that you would end up in Budapest, <laughs> or you just got decided that along the way? Yeah. Can can I
2: don't know or a
0: week,
2: because we already want to go to Budapest and to and do all the things that we need in order <laughs> So the new they were coming to Budapest? The <laughs> new <coughs> they, knew they
1: were coming to Budapest, but they didn't know they were going to stay here for a few weeks because they didn't know they were going to make Dalia uh, work here. But right now, this is what ended up happening.
0: Wow. So you're planning on... And,
2: another... and we want to do it
0: and
2: say thank you very much to Batsheba and all the family and all the people in Budapest who also give us everything that we need and we're going to do it we're to do it and we're she would like to thank the community here for everything that they're giving
1: her and whatever they need.
0: And you, Batsheva, for everything that you're doing.
1: <laughs> no, that I didn't transfer.
0: <laughs> wow, unbelievable! I mean, I, I don't think any of us could really fathom what it's like to take a suitcase and just leave and flee for your life and just leave with the, you know, your children, yes. your family, whoever you whoever you are, you love. I think
1: that's one of the up- utmost thoughts in our heads. It's like. Uh, I had a few friends, a few shluch- shluchas that had to leave their cities. And uh, I was just writing, saying yesterday, like, what would I take if I would have to leave? Um, like, it's it's like, I, I don't really know what, what. It's like something from, you know, what you hear from your grandparents, what they did. And, you know, you never think that it's really going to happen. And, and uh, it's happening just a few kilometers from here. It's really
0: mind boggling. Mind boggling. Wow. Wow. So, do you have any, like, you're planning now to move, to to make Aliyah to Israel? Do you have relatives there? Do you know people there? Yes, yes. We
2: want to make Aliyah for Israel, because we have children. There is a son and a son, and a son of my mother, and my wife, and my wife, and my wife, in Israel. And we really want to make Aliyah. The first is <laughs> that... <laughs> זה המדינה שלנו ויש שם משפחה שלנו וכבר אני יודעת (laughs) צעדורית ודבר השני שלאימא שלי עכשיו צריך עזרה מערפים זה גם ממש חשוב בשבילנו ותודה לשם שהיא יכולה ללכת ושככה זה הכל כמונס yeah, so she
1: wants to go to Israel because she has relatives there. She has um, an aunt and, uh, and a brother, uh, her husband's brothers and a uh, different family, and that's why she, uh, they want to go there, and also because it's it's our land and she knows Hebrew already, and also now she, they can get the medical care for her mother, which she needs.
0: Wow. So how she... is how is your mother reacting to all this? <laughs> I <laughs> I
2: didn't know that. Okay. okay. So
0: the father is still in Dnipro as
2: well. Fifty-eight. He's <laughs> fifty-eight,
1: and you're not allowed to leave until you're sixty. So her father.
2: Her father is fifty-eight and cannot leave. Wow. והיא אמרה שהיא עשה זה רק בשביל הילדים שלנו, שלי והאחות שלי, כי היא ממש רעמת את הן, <laughs> <laughs> ודבר השני שהיא היא רוצה להיות ביחד בשבילנו, אבל היא מרגישה לא טוב, והיא לא רוצה, אף אחד לא לא רוצה לקחת ורוצת מהבית שלי, אף אחד, והיא גם. So her father is still
1: there because he's fifty eight, and her mother is uh, came out because she wants to be with the family, with the children. But it's very hard for her also because nobody wants to leave their own house.
0: But she has not not good feelings now. It must be of such a struggle to leave everything, to leave, and to leave your husband. On the other hand, it's so unsafe there. It's right. Such a, a, a horrible decision to have to be making. Wow. Yeah. How how are your children taking it?
2: Hey, so her children are pretty small, and they don't really understand, but her three-year-old daughter keeps on saying, I want to go home, I want to go home. Wow. When are we going back? <laughs>
0: Miriam, how are you as, as a mother, as a daughter, as a wife? How are you coping? How do you wake up in the morning? How are you managing to put one foot in front of the other? How how are you managing to keep your emunah, your faith? How How is that possible in such a situation? I and I <laughs>
2: Be safe. <laughs> <laughs> so she wakes up in the morning, says, and
1: it's happy that she's in a safe place where
2: there's no sirens and, and she's happy she's in there. So since the war started, uh, the meaning of uh,
1: the morning prayers is, became much much more meaningful to her. Every every time she says it, she she understands what it is to have a new day.
2: The, eh, I'm Kama, I'm Kama, and I said in Shvili that I need to be strong. Because if not, I need to be strong. Strong. Who who has the connection me as me. She says
1: she has to be strong because if not her, then who else will be strong for her children and for her mother?
0: If she's not strong, then, then nobody else will Wow. Wow. We we salute you and we give you a lot of courage for what for your what you're going through and how you're dealing with it. Amazing. Are you able to be in touch with your father in Dnepro? Are you communicating with him? <laughs>
2: She le carof, led Neper, Sham So she, her father says, not quite in the Neper, but uh, in cities next to Neper, should they hear,
1: um, I guess, bombs? <şey> <the vibes> And they really are praying that it should be it should be okay, and they should have a place where to go back to.
0: Wow, is there enough food there in Genapro? Is there any any need? Yes, yes. yes. The the actually, mm-hmm. there are all
2: in the order. There is the basic, there is the lack of food, and and actually, this is not easy to get. It's a week or two that I have to go. Actually, all in the order, because I know that I'm going to other families. כבר היום היה את הברית למשפחה אחת וכבר יש עד החיים, אבל הבית הספר לא עובדים זה כמו רק בזום, הגן לא עובד וזה קצת שונה, זה חיים שונה וזה, ומרגישים ש... Before. So now there's it's better. In
1: the beginning, there was some uh, some problems with food. Now, this, what she hears from the family is that uh, there is the the meat and the milk and um, but life is very different. There is no school, no kindergartens, only on Zoom, and um, yeah, people don't feel safe and and life has changed. I mean, I could tell you even in Europe. The, there is quite a lot of uh, shortages people are are uh, scared of things happening even in Germany I hear that you can't find flour on the shelves and oil really? is very the wow. there's like it's like more panic but it's um I mean and we won't discuss the prices that went up uh, right. very much so I'm sure they don't have everything in the Dnieper, but the basics
2: <laughs> that is uh, wow wow מה שאני רוצה עוד להגיד שבכל מיני מקומות עושים כמו קהילה קטנה מאנשים מדניפר, למשל בישראל יש אושי ובר שהיא עושה שם כל ביחד מדניפר עושים את הפורים וזה לא ככה שכולם יוצאים וזהו, זה דרך של האר וזהו. אנחנו לא, אתם לא בדני, pero זה ביות שלהם, לא. שבקול מנדט מקומות עושים כמו קהילה, שהם בקישר, וيجיים מה צריך, ולחזור, ו... ונותיב. באイスר א' ב维也纳 בออ스트ريا בגרמניה בברלין אני יודעת ששם יש את האנשים ש... שيسים מה שצריך לקהילה שלנו, ל... לאנשים. לא רק קהילה שלנו, רק קהילה שלנו בקישר תמיד. Yes, she says that also when people
1: go out already, there has formed small kehilas of, let's say, the people of the Dnieper in Israel. So she says the Shlokha of the Shashi Weber uh, gets all the people of the neper of the Kehila together, and they celebrated Purim. Like each Kihila is still taking care of their people. I hear also from other Shlokhas, wherever the people go, um, if it's a group of people, then somebody is there with them or they just by phone, they are taking care of them. I know um, some shluchas that even went to Miami uh, and she's still in touch with the community and still trying to get people out and still taking care of them when they come out. Just like Shoshi Everett, she was the one that called me about her. She's like, okay, I have a friend that's coming. Could you help us? So like they really, really, each person that is part of the community, they're taking care of till then. They're really, really uh, in touch with them and helping them. It's not like if they left, it's like, okay, take care of yourself. No, the shluchim the, the are following every person where they're going and
2: helping them. Uh, and that I know also not just from
1: her, from other
2: And people. It doesn't matter if it's a religious family or not religious family, they're taking care
1: of everybody. Whoever was part of the community still stays part of the community and they're continuing to take
0: care of so them. So these shluchos that are all over the world who are refugees themselves running away from the exactly. Ukraine and exactly. dealing with the trauma of their own children and their own families and perhaps as refugees somewhere else are still working. Are still sure in touch with
1: people, still making sure that everybody's okay and helping everybody in this crazy times, which is, means, you know, if it's getting a bus out of, I don't know which city, uh, they are doing that. I even know that uh, children of uh, the Shluchim, from uh, from Ukraine or Russian speaking, any Russian speaking shliach were on the phone from New York, trying to help people evacuate uh, from Ukraine. And it was really nice to hear how they they were they were helping even the children of the shluchim are helping the people. So it's you
0: mean the children of shluchim from Ukraine who are in New York I, who the are Russian learning States. there or whatever that our older children are trying to help them people from exactly. all over the world. Wow, it's, it's an overwhelming situation. It's incredible what is going on, and it's incredible to see the human spirit and the the goodness that is coming out from so many people and trying to do whatever we can to help the situation. Yes. And I know Chabad.org has a Ukraine relief fund. If anyone would like to donate, Chabad.org forward slash Ukraine in order to donate to donate to the needs because the needs seem to be overwhelming from all sides and growing every day.
1: It's not like and, it's getting like in the beginning people get excited like, oh we're gonna donate. And then people say, Oh, okay, you know, no, it's getting more and more. Like um, you know, if it's more and more people coming out, uh, just it just the, the, the it's unbelievable the, the amount and how much each thing, you know, each person helps and each each thing
2: is, is really helpful. ומה שאני רוצה עוד להגיד שבדנפר עכשיו יש כל כך הרבה משפחות שיוצים, אבל דנפר עכשיו זה מרכז שממריובל ומחרקב האנשים מקהירות כאלה המגיעים בדנפר ושם נותנים להם את העזרה גם מקומות שהם יכולים שם לישון בבית ספר, בכל מיני מקומות ומוסדות של של קהילה so she says that now, let's say in network a lot of
1: uh, a lot of people left, but a lot of people are coming from all different cities where there's real war where there's almost no city left because they're, like, really um, bombing out the place. So a lot of people are going to the Njerker because it's over there. They're not throwing bombs. And the community in the Njerker is taking care of them and giving them a place to sleep and eat and all those different things.
0: Wow. Wow. Incredible. What an incredible situation. Uh, just, uh, Just horrific. And it's just incredible how people who are, dealing with all the trauma are themselves being so much integral and part of the help and then part of the relief. Wow. Um, Okay. We're, we're just, we're going to have to wrap up here. I'm again joined with Miriam Alexandrov who just escaped as a refugee from Dnepro and is in Budapest right now under the care of Mrs. Bacheva Oberlander who is helping with the relief of all the refugees who have come to Hungary Any last words that you'd like people to know or the world to know? Any last parting words that you'd like to share with us?
1: I think it's just, um, I think we just have to be thankful every day for everything we have. I think people get very comfortable with what you have and take everything for granted. I think this was a wake-up call for everybody to just, every morning, as she said, say, thank for whatever you have and uh, if it's your safety, if it's your life. And everything else is just extra. You just you have to be happy with that.
0: Wow. Really puts perspective on it. Miriam, any last parting words that you'd like to say?
1: So she would like to thank uh, Hashem and the Rebbe for, um, for everything, for helping them go out and getting all the help in all the places. And she's just davening that war should
0: finish and everything should be good again. Amen. May we finally have the time of Mashiach where all the wars will finally end for once and Mashiach.
2: <laughs> yeah, she says right now it's just we're 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 there. Mashiach has to come right
1: now because
0: Amen, Amen. The world is ready. Thank you both for joining me. Thank you so Thank much you. Acheva, for all the work that you're doing. Thank you, Miriam, for all the work that you're doing. Good luck with your classes that you're still doing for these children. This must be the only stability that they have in their lives. It's amazing that you still have the frame of mind to even teach these children. Oh, and no. it's it's unreal. And may we just see the end of this and um, unite with one another in peace. It's beautiful to see throughout this The trauma and this horrific situation, how many good people there are out there who are still maintaining their faith and maintaining their goodness and trying to help others despite what they themselves are suffering. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. you.